Welcome to Her Movement Podcast, the show where we empower women entrepreneurs to build their own movement and create a bigger impact in the world. I'm your host, Preeti Singh Rajput, and I'm beyond excited to have you join me on this exhilarating journey. In each episode, we dive deep into the inspiring stories of remarkable women entrepreneurs. We'll explore their successes, their struggles, and the pivotal moments that shaped their journey. This podcast is a platform for real and raw conversations. Sharing our stories is empowering and instrumental in inspiring others to step into their greatness. From overcoming challenges to celebrating triumphs, our guests will take you on a transformative journey through their experiences. Join us as we delve into topics such as building a loyal community, creating your own movement with your own experience, growing your business with impact, and so much more. Our guests are trailblazers in their respective niches, and they are ready to share their wisdom, insights, and actionable tips that you can implement in your own business and life. Whether you are just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, Her Movement Podcast is your go-to resource for inspiration, guidance, and real-world strategies that truly work. So grab a cup of coffee, tune in, and let's embark on this exciting journey together. Get ready to ignite your passion, elevate your mindset, and build your own movement. So hello, Harmony. So nice to see you. Welcome to Her Movement Podcast, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. And there is some incredible stuff you're doing in your business, and I just wanted to, you know, uh, make sure that my audience gets access to your wisdom. So here you are. I'm so happy to finally, you know, uh, be recording this podcast with you. Um, the first question that I ask everyone, all of my guests, Harmony, is what movement are you building with your business so let's let us know what movement what is it that your business stands for what is your mission in your business so the movement i'm building is helping women to step into their higher self so that they can really show up in all areas of their life just enjoying and being present in the moment and higher self it really to me means like being able to alchemize your health in a beautiful way. So when we look at it from like the Ayurvedic perspective, health isn't just merely the absence of disease. It's looking at our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and dharmic impact. And then being able to cultivate empowering self-belief so that we can really step into that higher self and then connecting to our deeper purpose and walking on that dharmic path. And Part of my mission in um, what I do as an Ayurveda and women's health practitioner is bridging the gap between Eastern and Western medicine and the sciences wow. and spirituality. So I've got sort of like these twofold missions, whether I'm like speaking from a practitioner lens or from an Ayurveda alchemy lens, which is uh, the education side of my business. Oh, this is awesome. So how, how do you plan to do that? Like bridging the gap between the Western and the Eastern way of, you know, uh, the, the treatments and things like that. Yeah. So I'm actually a registered nurse, a clinical nurse. So I've been trained in the Western um, medical sciences, but I've also been trained in Ayurveda and natural health and um, also studying 
traditional Chinese medicine. So I am using my wisdom and my knowledge to be able to educate people on the importance of really using both in a collaboratory way so that we're not against each other, but we're together so that we can improve the health of all people by being able to work together rather than being separate. Like I feel yeah. a lot of the natural health practitioners, they are always um, talking down about the Western allopathic. Western, yeah. And then the Western also don't understand the Eastern ways and the natural health, and they really do complement each other. It's just that there's been a gap of information and wisdom and knowledge shared and a gap of being able to come together and collaborate in a in a beautiful, friendly way. Like we're all here to optimize the health and well-being of others and ourselves, but for some reason we're like stuck in our little corners of, of the health world and uh, protecting it or, you know, not sort of exposing it to come together. This is so beautiful, Harmony, because as your name says, if we go in harmony with Ayurveda and the Western medicine, it can do wonders. And this is so, so contrary to what I have seen so far. People who are into natural, you know, uh, clinic and natural well-being, they are just favoring, you know, going about Ayurveda and the natural healing process and things like that. And people who are into Western, you know, medication and, you know, uh, medicine they talk only about that and there are very few people i think i'm i'm meeting someone for the first time who's actually talking about bringing them both you know together it's not either it's about you know bringing both together and then creating a holistic approach toward health mm, absolutely and i think because i've been able to see the limitations of both and i've been able to see the beauty of both yeah. and realistically like you know Ayurveda is such a wonderful, wonderful modality. And like, I would love everyone to know about it. And that's what yeah. I'm doing. That's part of my mission in my business. But at the end of the day, there are going to be those people that aren't going to listen and accept that way of, yeah. of being and supporting their health. So there does need to be other methods for these people to be able to really um, ethically work within the healthcare realm. Yeah, and sometimes I've seen that, you know, I've seen that, you know, things don't work for certain people. Like Ayurveda might take a little while. It's more about taking the precautions rather than healing something immediately. Or, you know, yeah, certain, you know, diseases might need Western medication as well. And if we do both together, it can do wonders for people. 100%. And that's, yeah, you're exactly right. That's, I think, the beauty of being able to, not feel ashamed of doing either or like sometimes I have clients come to see me and they're like oh you know they think I'm full all in on one side like natural and I'm like no that's fine that you've had to you know go for this surgery or take this medication and then it's you know the other realm when I see people that are very medically minded and they're like sort of almost closet spiritual type of people but really want to embrace <laughs> that part of them I'm like that's that's why you're not healing on this optimal level because you're holding back you know who you really are and their spiritual side and that is so important for our healing too so I think it's just so beautiful when we can really accept all parts of us and what's going to work for us like you said you know it different things will work for different people and there is an Ayurvedic saying like one man's poison may be another man's medicine and we've right. got to 
Absolutely. Yeah, really understand that. And that's where Ayurveda is really beautiful at understanding our individual constitution and what, you know, how we can work with that. But when we look at um, our healthcare system, yeah, Ayurveda is a beautiful preventative care and it's great for chronic illnesses as well because it gives us this trajectory of healing. But if you're going to break your arm, if you're getting chest pain, if you're having any of these acute emergencies, you don't exactly. want to be in Yeah. Yeah. Right. So having that kind of wisdom and having that kind of knowledge, when to go for what, and and then you know respect both individually is is how you know we we can actually approach that holistic healing for ourselves, which is wonderful. And harmony um, in in my community, it's all women who are building their businesses. We have all either they're already entrepreneurs or they want to be an entrepreneur. So I just wanted, you know, you to share your journey of becoming entrepreneur in your particular niche and help me with all of it, like the struggles that you faced, you know, the successes that you have seen so far and and the fulfillment that you feel after being the entrepreneur that you always wanted to be. And, you know, and what, what you know, message you have um, and the, the journey that you have been through, what is it that you would like to share with, with my listeners? Because, you know, they're all trying to build something beautiful for themselves. And a woman and business, it's like, it's not that easy because we have to take care of our home, our children, and a lot of other things as well. So I really want you to, you know, take us through your journey and how could you do whatever you're doing in your business? Yeah, sure. So I would say that I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I'm quite creative. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> I've got both that, like, I'm very Vata Pitta, so I've got, like, the qualities of determination and passion and, and um, structure from the Pitta, but I've also got that creativity and that um, enthusiasm for life with the Vata as well. And even as a young child, like, I grew up riding horses and I was <laughs> – like uh giving horse riding lessons for five dollars by the I was making little like herbal tinctures from the garden and selling those to people at school I don't even I don't think I even knew what they were for but I was like oh special herbs <laughs> so I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit but I've always had this keen passion for health and well-being and my mom actually said to me you know you'd be a great nurse you should go and do nursing so I went to uni and I did nursing and whilst I learned a lot and I'm still a registered nurse um but it was never my true passion I just like I said, I, I acquired so much knowledge and I made so many friends and it was such a great part of my life when I was working in emergency departments and the operating theatres and surgical wards. But I knew it wasn't who I truly wanted to be. Yeah. 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 And so I I always felt like oh, I need to sort of get out of this. And I realised that's when I started seeing the limitations in Western medical system is I felt like I was just working in sick care, not health care. Yeah. And I really wanted to be on the other side of that. And then I went through my own personal journey with my own health after the birth of my twins. And I had a lot of um, gut health issues, a lot of hormonal yeah. anxiety. And I was, I was practicing like Ayurveda and Ayurvedic lifestyle, but not 
not fully <laughs> like yeah. I was a yoga teacher as well so I was sort of just dipping my toes into it but when I went through these health struggles myself and I couldn't get the best out of myself through the allopathic western medical system I was like really keen to to go all in on Ayurveda and see what it could do for me and I was just hoping that there would be some kind of miracle <laughs> because I'd tried a lot I'd, I'd also tried other natural health modalities along the way and I didn't really achieve that desired holistic result that I was after. So through Ayurveda, I experienced a really profound positive shift in my health and well-being. And I got a really clear understanding of what my purpose was. And that is the beauty of Ayurveda. Like it really works on this physical being, but we have these energetic bodies. We have these mental bodies, our emotional bodies, and it really helps us gain a lot of clarity with all of those things. And then I knew that it was my purpose to share this wisdom and empower women with these knowledge and tools to really help them optimize their health and their hormones and to also find a deeper meaning and fulfillment in all aspects of their life. And that's where I studied um, Ayurveda a lot more deeper and went and became an Ayurvedic practitioner. I'd already had Ayurvedic psychology certifications and all of these other things in Ayurveda, but I became like a practitioner specializing in women's health. And that was it for me. I just, I knew, I just felt it in my bones. It was a calling. And I finally felt that I was living on purpose, which, which was beautiful. But just going back a little bit from that entrepreneurial journey, I actually did when I was nursing and I knew that it wasn't my my full purpose to be in this moment and to, to be a nurse, I started an activewear business because I, I loved health and fitness and yoga. So I did start an activewear business, but that's because I had something to share and had something to say. And my business now is called Harmony Inspired Health and my active business was Harmony Inspired Activewear because I I had this message, but I was hiding, I realized I was yeah. trying to hide my message behind fitness activity. Yeah. yeah. Instead of being the face of a business, I was like, oh, well, if I could just get these pretty leggings and sports bras. I understand. You know, get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be the face, but I can kind of say what I want to say. And and that went okay, but it, again, it wasn't really serving me. And I yeah. realized it's because I still wasn't standing in my authentic power and standing in my higher self and saying, no, I have a lot to offer. I don't need to hide behind a pair of leggings to help people. Yeah. And so that's when I slowly made the transition to opening up my own clinic and, and really just stepping into my power. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, how I got there. This is so, so much like me. I, oh, I'm an engineer and, and then I got into, you know, softwares just because I, I was an engineer. Of course, I'm supposed to get into it. Like you did your nursing. So you were supposed to get into nursing. Though from the very first day, I always knew that there is more to who I am. And, and that's not exactly what I want to do. Uh, I stayed there for 12 long years. And then I got into my business in 2018, I still run the business and everything is just going well. But I, I was in a business which again felt like corporate because I was again working with, with software companies and have an agency model, consulting model and things like that. And that, that calling that I always had to serve more people reach out to bigger audience and have a bigger impact in the world was still missing. That piece was still there. And it doesn't let you rest, you know, somewhere 
your education, if you let your education interfere with your career and your dreams, it takes a troll on you. You don't settle till you finally listen to your calling and start doing something about it. And I can so relate to you when you're sharing with me that you started selling the leggings. And because this is exactly how I felt. I, I was making $100,000, but then that missing piece of impacting more people and being on the other side where I'm, I'm actually doing what my, I feel like my calling is, it just doesn't let you rest until you actually figure out and face your fear and show your courage to finally, you know, start working towards it. And there is a beauty in it, Harmony. Don't you agree? Like, you know, the day you accept your fears, the way you listen to your calling and the way, you, you know, you start working towards it, it just empowers you in a different way. So everyone in, in my you know, audience, if you are going through that phase where you feel like you, are, you have done some degree and you are so-called nurse or engineer or probably a doctor or something, but you feel inside that your calling is something else, one day you have to show the courage to show up for your dreams, for your calling. So why not now? It's very important. So um, it's so inspiring, Harmony, how you took, you know, how you took the responsibility of your dreams, yeah. which very few of us, we do. I think it also was a bit of like, you know, the universe giving me a bit of a nudge and making my health <laughs> because I was quite a health, really healthy person. Always. Uh -huh. And then my health sort of plummeted and that made me seek the Ayurvedic way even more so and really Ayurveda is is about connecting to your purpose and yeah and supporting your own self-belief and awakening to to your self-realization and yes. it really helps unravel who we really are and it gives us that courage to ask ourselves what we really want and in what capacity did we come here to serve and I think if if you are sort of struggling with this you need to ask yourself those challenging questions because the quality of the questions you ask yourself will determine how you yeah. show up in the world. Yes, so what yes. Do you really want? Like what is it? Journal it, figure it out, and then what are the actionable steps that you can make to get there and believe yeah. and trust in yourself 100%. And Harmony, I see that you also talk about Ayurvedic psychology. Can you explain a little bit? And, and I would also like you to help us understand, you know, if we have certain challenges as women, and I have all women entrepreneurs in my community and all the women who want to be an entrepreneur. And I'm sure either they are mothers or they're going to be mothers one day, and this information is going to help them, you know. And we do have certain challenges as women after we give birth to our child. Even I faced a lot of a struggle, you know, almost for three years after giving birth to my child. And it wasn't that easy. I wasn't as productive as I used to be. I wasn't healthy. I was always going through something. Reports were normal, but there was always something going on that I couldn't understand what's happening to my body. And I was completely fit before that. And I, I see what you're talking right now is, is a probably a situation with most of us as women entrepreneurs and working women in, in general. So let us, you know, understand a little bit about Ayurvedic psychology that you talk about. What is it and how we can use for our, you know, health and well-being? Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurvedic psychology is, is really a beautiful, holistic 
look into the mind. And when we speak about the mind in Ayurveda, we have to remember that the mind and the body, they're intricately connected as is spirit. So it's not a separate entity. I think through Western psychology, there's really been that dissociation with what psychology is. I mean, Mm -hmm. originally the word uh, psychology come from psyche, which is spirit, soul, but it sort of shifted through the Western path to really look at the the aspects and the working or the, or the science behind how the mind is working. Okay. Whereas psychology, it really looks at we have, we have these different levels of our psyche. So we have the buddhi mind, we have that higher intellect, we have the mahad, we have the ego, we have all of these aspects of self that we need to understand how they work and how they function because we can create our own impression and and thought patterns through these different layers of the mind. The other thing with Ayurvedic psychology is that we take into account that everything we perceive through our senses, so through our eyes, through our taste, through our hearing, it will leave a subtle impression on our mind and it will leave a subtle impression on our body. And When we look at Ayurvedic psychology, we also need to link that with the three Mahagunas of the mind, which is sattva. So we aim for like that sattvic mind, which is that that purity, that lightness, that harmony, that balance. Then we are also taking into consideration like where is rajas playing out in our mind, which is you know, we do need that for the transformation and the passion and the drive. And then the tamas qualities, which is more of that inertia and that darkness. So we want to understand our own mental prakriti, which is looking at those three mahagunas and how they impact the way we perceive things through our sense organs, and then how we then internalize that in our mind looking at those levels of the mind and then that subconscious belief pattern or story that we create through all of that so it can be quite um, comprehensive and complex but that's sort of it broken down so what Ayurveda does and Ayurveda uh, empowering belief shifts through Ayurvedic psychology is my second pillar in my higher self methodology and that's because it helps us gain a deeper understanding of our mind and how it impacts our beliefs, our thoughts and our and our actions. So what we want to do is we want to identify our limiting core beliefs and learn how to question them and their meaning. And then we want to replace them with new empowering beliefs that align with how you want to show up, who you want to be and how you can support your higher self. Okay. So that is, I guess, Ayurvedic psychology in a nutshell (laughs) and then Uh there's lots there's lots of lots of layers to that um as I said we would do like a a mental prakriti looking at our individual mind assessment so we're understanding that mind from that Ayurvedic um, psychology point of view where we're assessing where those gunas are playing out so the sattva rajas and tamas and what triggers may be causing those where we can optimize those so that we can be we can just understand our mind and it's and our functioning better better yeah and how our mind is connected to the body because we know that if we're feeling really stressed and emotional 
we can create this mental armor, which we, we say in, in Ayurveda, the word armor is like almost like toxins, but that okay. can then reside in the body. So if we're feeling really stressed and anxious in the mind, for some people that might manifest in a headache, a migraine, might manifest in sore shoulders, neck pain, or the hips. Oh, so, so it stores itself. The energy gets stored. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And you know, emotions are energy in motion, but when they yes. become motionless, they become stuck in our body. It becomes armor, mental armor. Yeah. So the mind and body, they're so intricately connected. And that's why we need to really look at our mental prakriti, our own unique constitution of the way our mind is functioning. We need to identify those limiting core beliefs. We need to become aware of our own negative self-talk. We need to understand where these beliefs come from and how they have been influencing your life and your actions. Unconsciously, and, and we don't even think about it much. Exactly. And this impacts, and we can speak about this later, but your dharma, because dharma is right action. Yeah. But then we need to cultivate these new belief shifts and learn these techniques that can rewire our subconscious mind, such as, you know, there could be visualizations, meditations, repatterning of that subconscious belief patterns. Pranayama can be really effective for some people, affirmations. But that's why we need to work on our individual constitution because, as we said at the start of this podcast, everyone is responds differently to different treatments yeah and and then you know so the first layer actually it all starts with your mind so if we talk about the kind of healing that you do it's, it's more about addressing what's happening in the mind first and then move to dharma is is like, like the second thing that i have seen you you know speak about a lot is sacred power of dharma can you help us understand you know as women the you know importance of dharma because as indian i understand it you know um, in our culture since the time we are born and since the time we kind of start understanding everything our parents would say this to us from the very beginning you know that dharma is the first religion that you need to follow everything else comes later yeah. so we yeah. we do understand it but i see that there are very few people who truly get this concept and i know how powerful this concept could be for every woman who is trying to build a business for themselves so help us understand about the sacred power of dharma that you talk about in your work yeah firstly i'm so so happy for you that you know this has been something that's been ingrained in you yeah. from birth because I grew up in Australia. I grew up in a Western culture. So it wasn't something that was just yeah. ingrained in me. And so learning this was so revolutionary, yes. especially yeah. as a female entrepreneur and a mother. So going also going back to motherhood and being an entrepreneur and juggling all of those things, often in the West, when we hear of Dharma, we think we've translated that to our our big purpose yeah and so when we're female entrepreneurs we think our purpose is our business and yeah. we have to have everything perfect we've got to be of service all the time in our business because that's our purpose that's our higher calling that's our dharma yeah but our dharma is this eternal and inherent nature of reality it's a cosmic law that's underlining right behavior and yes. social order so your dharma will change day to day depending on 
what you're doing. So if you are having, you're birthing your child, you are raising your child, you've got this young baby, in this time, your dharma is to be a mother to this child, to raise this child, right? Yes. Even if you do have your, what you may perceive as your higher calling through your career, through your business, your dharma in that day may be to be feeding your baby. In that moment. Yeah, in that moment when you chose to be a mother, your real dharma, your primary dharma is being a mother and raising the child. So beautiful, Harmony. I'm so happy that uh, we are able to talk about this in my podcast. It's so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and we have to remember that it's about that right action. So when you're really stepping into your higher self and you're being really authentic with who you are and you're coming from that right place and that right intention, then you are on your dharmic path. So if you are crossing the road and you see an elderly lady struggling with her groceries and in that moment you feel really called to help her and you offer her assistance, you are on your dharmic path. Yes. So it's being able to show up in alignment with who you are intentionally and offering that right action and being of service in that way. And then, of course, you can then move that dharma, that dharmic path. We don't really move it. You're just stepping into it because it's part of who you are, but into your business. And that goes by being completely you, stepping into your authentic authority and not trying to be who everyone else is in the same niche as you are beautiful showing up full power and being there in your highest highest version of yourself so that you can align with the purpose you came here to serve in your business because whether i'm an ayurvedic practitioner and you're an ayurvedic practitioner we still have we're still on different dharmic paths there's no competition when we're in alignment with who we are and who we want to serve yeah. And we really have to remember that because the business entrepreneurial world, it can get really competitive and yeah. we can really start to talk ourselves down and, and get caught in that, get caught in the frustration of having to be the mother, having to be the wife, having to be this businesswoman, having to then compete with her who whose business is going great. Because that is not your dharma to be competing on all of these different levels. It is coming back into who you are to yourself and just following your own path and shining your own light. Wow, this is beautiful. You know, um, Harmony, there there are so many times, like every day, I won't say that, you know, in our business or in our life, it's mostly like every day we are in a situation where we feel like what to do, you know, what to prioritize. And this is so important to understand that your priority is what's coming from inside. Your priority is about the choices that you are making every moment. You know, as an entrepreneur, if it's it's your child who needs you, probably we need to figure out a way to kind of prioritize that first and then, you know, do something else. But then your career, your dream, nothing is secondary. It's more about when to do what and how be how to be so present in doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you're working on your business in those hours, it's your business that takes up your priority. But when you are with your child, your dharma is to be with the child and be the mother. And when you are doing that, do not associate yourself with the guilt of losing on something else. It's it's more about we often get into this guilt, you know, that okay, we didn't work today and you know, there was this work we were supposed to do and we got up, got caught up with the child or things like that. 
taking it all as as something that's normal to happen normalizing all these aspects it's just going to give us so much ease into the whole process of building a business right mm-hmm. so it's so beautiful i i really like the way we talked about it and dharma isn't about that ultimate destiny that we are designed to go to it's it's more about everyday action everyday decision that we take and everyday involvement that we show in our personal life as mothers as wives as daughters and as ourselves and then w- while doing all of that building a business as well beautiful harmony i'm just so happy that we talked about it there's one more thing that you talk about in your work um harmony and um a lot of us especially women who are trying to build a business online we all suffer from the fact that we feel like you know we are building a business and there is just so much of chaos out there there is just so much of competition out there how can we stand out and things like that and um this is something that i also teach in my coaching program you know how you can build your own movement which is unique to you so that you don't build a business where you have to worry about the competition because you are building a movement that is so unique to who you are and with the moment you start building a business like that there is no competition apart from how much better you can become over the time as an entrepreneur as an individual than who you were when you started up so i really want you to you know explain this to my audience and and you know let them understand how they can use their dosha this is a hindi word in in india so we use this very often but i know that the western audience is not aware of it and let's talk about it so you call it as individual constitution how we can create and build our own dosha which is individual con- constitution to build a unique brand and business for ourselves that stands out even if the market is crowded yeah absolutely so i love i love when i do this work in my ayurveda alchemist program because i certify women to become ayurveda women's health holistic coaches and when they go through like we go through our values and our ethics and looking at our individual constitution our dosha and how can that best serve us and our clients as business owners and so for those who don't know there are the three doshas there's vata pitta and kapha and vata is it it is it comes from the ether and the um air elements they're very creative people generally they're very social they like to talk they're they're wonderful at interacting with people but they can burn themselves out very quickly as well often they can be very interchangeable they can have flights of ideas if they're not balanced and they often get that shiny shiny big syndrome where they want to do all the things <laughs> they get all ideas but then actually putting them into action and just staying true to the course can sometimes be a little challenging for them. Peters are made up of the fire and water element and they can be they're great entrepreneurs they're very structured they're very passionate they're very determined they get things done they say they're going to implement something they implement it like yeah, yesterday. That's my dosha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, then and these are really beautiful people that they've got a beautiful solid structure but they take some uh, often a lot of a lot more thinking and wondering and and time just to to consider what they're doing they take take a lot longer to action yeah. things often so we can use our doshas to our strengths 
yeah. and we can understand how they can also play out to our detriments as well. Yeah. And we need when we know that we can really utilize the elements and the doshas to help us build a really authentic business because we know ourselves and how we best best work and how we best show up and work with people as well. Also what kind of niche we want to go in because what people are going to be attracted to our type of dosha. If you have a a very if you're very vata and you're working maybe more in like the the health kind of realm and you're attracting a lot of vata clients but you are speaking to them very elevated with your hands very vata they're also very stressed and anxious that energy sometimes isn't um the most conducive <laughs> to get to get the best out of the consultations so if you're vata and you're mindful of that you can be like, I need to ground myself a lot more before I see this client. I need to bring my steadiness in and I need to bring more of the earth element, more of the tougher in with this. But when it comes to building your unique perspective and your mission, understanding yourself is obviously one of the very first points that um, I always like to go through with with my my students. But then it's about what other unique skill sets do you have? Because we could all qualify with the same degree. We could all be health coaches, for instance. We could all be business coaches, whatever that might be. But we all have, as we mentioned, our own dharmic path. And that includes our own unique skills and our own unique beauties and our own innate wisdom so how can we build that to bring and to build our own method our own methodology so like I said my methodology is the higher self method and it is completely unique and different from any other Ayurvedic practitioner out there because it infuses my Ayurvedic wisdom my western medical wisdom my Ayurvedic psychology background infuses all of these things that I know can help my clients what can you use from your past like for you for instance um speaking about your engineering degree a lot of business coaches do not have an engineering <laughs> IT degree and there are so many qualities and so many skills that you would have learned in that that you can bring into yes. your business that no other business coach can can like how can you build authentic authority in your field and that's by coming with your own mission, creating your own unique methodology, and that's through really understanding who you are and why you came here to serve. And that's going back to the dharmic impact you want to create. Exactly, exactly. And how beautifully if we, you know, be a little mindful and open to and and not go for conformity in our business and try to do things the way everybody else is doing and be do a little bit of inner work it can actually help us come up with the most amazing and unique <laughs> business that we can build for ourselves, which is beautiful. And, uh, you know, is there anything else, Harmony, that you would like to, you know, discuss and tell, share with my audience? It's like, you know, there's just so much of wisdom they are getting here in this. I'm so happy, you know, that uh, everyone in the community, they're going to get benefited a lot from this. And your story is just so relatable, you know, because we all go through that as mothers and, you know, as women, those biological issues and then having to balance the business and the family and all of those things. So is there anything else that you would like to share with them? 
Yeah, like the balance is definitely real. Um, even today, for instance, I I had a whole lot of business stuff to get done. I also had an exam. I'm studying a master's degree and my child was homesick. <laughs> so it's wow. like, you know, <laughs> where where are your priorities? And of course, it's it's your children, right? Where today it was my children. And then Perfect. once he was settled, right, it's the exam and then it's the business. We've got to really give ourselves a break as well and yeah. know that we're doing the best we can and we don't have to be perfect and if we can't get everything done on a day right when we're in business for the long term I think we've got to remember we're in it if it's our dharma if if we're here to serve it's our purpose then it is a long game it's not all about yeah. getting it all done and showing up and having everything perfect from the get-go and I've had to remind myself that quite a lot especially having that pit to dry <laughs> like I'm like I want to get things done but I've I've burnt out I've really burnt out in the past by trying to do it all and now I I just accept where I am at in the moment and make every moment as purposeful as I can with pure intention and then I'm happy then I'm completely happy with how my day has planned out but I think along our journey, we're always going to headbutt with that imposter syndrome. There's always going to be self-doubt that creeps up, no matter how informed you are with your yes. biology, no matter how much you've dug into your limiting beliefs. But when you do know those and you can feel them pop up, you're able to address them a lot more easier. Yes, yeah. And being in a supportive community where you can where you've got women around you where you can say, hey, like I'm I'm not feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling really stressed out. I know I get like this, you know, for instance, launching a program or a product. I always get like really overwhelmed with the launches and yeah. get like my Peter yeah. mode is strong. And I'm <laughs> out to my community and I'm like, I know these limiting beliefs come up for me every time I launch, you know. I know it. <laughs> and yeah. each time I through them but I need the support of my community my coaches you know to to just Help us. And this is so beautiful, you know, the, the whole concept of working with a coach and all. It's really helpful at times, you know, uh, especially in times like this when you are scared of something, they're just there to hold your hand and make you feel like it's all right, it's normal, just go through it. <laughs> and be your biggest cheerleaders, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely, which yeah. is beautiful. And Harmony, let, us, let my audience know about if any of them, they feel connected to you and they feel like they, they, they need your help with their health and the way they are managing their business and their mindset and things like that how can they work with you yeah so I am an Ayurveda and women's health practitioner so you can work one-to-one -one with me as your practitioner to help you achieve optimal health and well-being and I specifically work with women with hormonal imbalances so that's my sort of niche area that's awesome I, we all need that <laughs> yeah and then like I said it's not just the physical we do start with you know obviously physically balancing the hormones but it's looking at the mental emotional spiritual social aspects and all of that um and i also run an accredited certification program the ayurveda alchemist mm -hmm. which certifies you to become an ayurveda and women's holistic health coach and that is just such a, that has a beautiful community like 
it is so amazing. I just love the program so much. You learn so much about yourself. It really is a deep, deep dive into personal development, but you also become certified to help other people. And we also have business modules in there where you really learn to build the soul of your business. Like I said, bringing all those unique qualities and infusing them into your own method so you can just step into your higher self in all areas of your life. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm going to provide all the details about your work in the description of this podcast. So anyone who's interested can check that and and get in touch with Harmony. She's a beautiful soul, as you know by now. And there is just so much of wisdom out there. Um, Thank you so much, Harmony. This has been so informative. And and I'm sure everyone in my audience, they're going to get benefited from this. Often, we don't really understand these small aspects, you know. They're really, you know, they're not big things to kind of, you know, figure out. It's more about we don't have the information, right? Information and knowledge around these things. And with this podcast, I'm sure everyone in my community is going to understand all about their dharma and how they can use their dosha to in, in order to kind of create a more smooth uh, road for themselves through entrepreneurship and their life as mothers and, you know, working women. And thank you so much harmony for showing up today taking out your time it has been really really incredible talking to you um and i'm going to share all the details about you and your work with my audience so that in case they need your help they can reach out to you thank you so much i have also really enjoyed this um conversation so thank you so much for having me on